Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Welcome to the special edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, on location in the Holy Land. We're on our very first day of pilgrimage and our very first spot. We are stopping at the beautiful Mount Carmel. Here we are. This is the great place where Elijah came in at his great showdown with the prophets of Baal. And as we're standing up here on this amazing overlook, it's a great place for us to begin as we're taking in these beautiful views of Galilee. We're seeing Nazareth. We're seeing Mount Tabor. We're seeing the Jezreel Valley. So just incredible views here. But in this spot, I like to ask the question, is God like ice cream? Is God like ice cream? Now, why am I asking that? Well, <laughs> let me ask a question here. You know, people have different tastes of ice cream, right? How many people here like chocolate? If you had to pick between chocolate and vanilla, would you choose chocolate? How many people would pick vanilla? How many people would pick vanilla? Okay, so it's a little more, maybe 60% chocolate, 40% vanilla. But is there really a right answer? No, chocolate is better, of course. No, no. <laughs> no, right? It's just based on personal taste, you know, personal opinion. Like, do you like rock music, country music, classical music? Do you, do you like football? Do you like what the rest of the world calls soccer? Do you like hockey? Do you like basketball? There's a lot of personal taste involved in these things. But is God like that? Because we live in a modern age that thinks that I can just kind of make up God to be like this. You know, God is based on my opinion, my preferences, my personal taste. Do you ever hear people say things like this? Oh, I don't think God minds if someone does this. Or, oh, I don't think God really needs us to use the sacraments and go to Mass. Or, I think God's okay if I just worship from my home today. Or, I, or, or, I know there's the Ten Commandments, but God doesn't really mind if I do this with my girlfriend. Have you ever heard people say things like that? Yes. We live in a culture where people just think God is kind of like ice cream. Like it's just based on my own personal taste. As if the God of the universe who created everything has to come down and conform to my little tiny idea and opinion about him. If there really is a God, he is ultimate reality. And my ideas have to conform to him, to who he is and to what he has revealed. Can I make up my own God? No. Uh, and yet... This is what we remember here in this very spot. What happened over 2,500 years ago, there were many around this land of Israel that thought that they could make up their own God. There were many of the Canaanites that had the, their different deities. And there were many in this time of Elijah, many in the, the northern tribes of Israel that fell for this, that started falling into Canaanite worship and worshiping the Baals and, and, other, and other deities of, of that time. Uh, but in the time of Elijah in particular, you have King Ahab, uh, and he had married uh, Jezebel, and Jezebel was the one leading people to worship the Baals. And at this moment, God broke through that darkness. He broke through all that confusion in a powerful way, and he challenged the mindset of the people and revealed himself in a powerful way right here on this very mountain. Now, we can get into whole theology of what, what, what Baal worship entailed. Baal was a storm god. He was known for lightning and for bringing the rain. But what I think is most significant is he was known as the god of fire. 
And that'll come into play in the story that we're going to read about in our liturgy here at our mass readings today and what we're going to reflect on right here. In 2 Kings chapter 18, the prophet Elijah called on the king to gather all the Israelites and all the 450 prophets of Baal to come meet him right here on Mount Carmel. And Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal to a great kind of spiritual duel, if you will. He said, all right, let you all call on God, on your deity, your God, the Baals, and, and, let, and ask them to bring down fire. Ask Baal to bring down fire upon these sacrifices. And then I'll call on my God, the one true God, Yahweh. I'll call on the God of Israel to bring down fire. Let's see who, can, who, would, who, who will win. Now, if you're a Baal worshiper and Elijah says to you, oh, you know, fire, what are you thinking? That's an easy one, right? That should be a home game because our God, Baal, you're thinking, if, you're, if you follow Baal, is, he, he's the God of fire. So this should be really, really easy. So what happens? Which God will answer? Well, they spend the whole morning. They're calling on the name of Baal. They're saying, oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no one answered. And they limped about the altar which they had made. So they had the sacrifices ready. They made an altar and they're calling on Baal over and over again. And then you get in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 27, what I like to call the first instance of biblical trash talking. <laughs> Elijah just starts mocking them as they've been calling on Baal all morning. And he says, uh, Elijah mocked them saying, oh, cry aloud for he is a God. Either he's musing or maybe he's gone aside or he's on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and has to be awakened. You know, even that idea of going aside, you could think of that as like, you know, going off the road to go to the bathroom or something. That, that, he's mocking the God uh, of Baal here. Uh, and they continue uh, trying to uh, call on their deity, cutting themselves, crying out loud, and, and nothing is working. And finally, at the end, Elijah gathers these stones and builds an altar in the name of the Lord. And he's going to call on God to bring fire down. But kind of like, do you ever see a magician when they, they're going to do a trick and then they're, they, they do all these things to make it even harder than what you expect? That's what Elijah does here. He says, all right, I got my sacrifices. I'm getting ready to call on God to bring down fire. Well, wait, 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 hold on. Let's, let's throw some water on this, on the sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Let's, let's put more water. Do it a second. Oh, do it a third time. So I'm going to put all this water on here. Now, surely fire can't consume this because there's all this water on it. But he calls on the one true God and the fire of the Lord fell down, consumed the burnt offering and the wood. And all the people, when they saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The great moment of God breaking through a time of great darkness, of great confusion, when everybody was just thinking, oh, we can just follow these deities here. No, no, there's one true God, and he's God over all humanity. The one true God of Israel is the God for all the human family, and he comes with great love to pierce through the darkness to reveal himself to us. I share this story because I know as we're on pilgrimage, many of you are praying for people back at home. Some of you have family members. Some of you have children or grandchildren. You're wondering, are they going to really practice their Catholic faith? Maybe they have been seduced by the relativism, the religious relativism of our secular culture that says, oh, everyone can make up their own morality. They can make up their own religion. They can make up their own spirituality. And you're worried about your children and your grandchildren. Pray for them here. 
that God may pierce through that darkness like he did in the time of Elijah. Some of you have brothers, sisters, you have friends, you have co-workers, also just taken in by the relativism of our culture today. It's on this Mount Carmel that we can really remember what God did and ask him to come and shine his light in the darkness in the world once again. Because God is not like ice cream, like I get to just choose what my favorite flavor is. No, God is ultimate reality. He is truth. He does not conform to my little ideas and opinions about him. My mind, my heart has to conform to him, to his reality, and what he's revealed. So we remember the great prophet Elijah and we pray that God raises up many Elijahs today, many great bishops and priests, uh, many great lay people that will stand up for the truth of our one true God. Amen? Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go down and we're going to go celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass where we worship the one true God on this very mountain. This special edition of All Things Catholic was recorded on November 5th, 2022, while here in Israel, while I was leading a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. If you'd like to learn more about my pilgrimages, whether to the Holy Land, to Rome, to Poland, or other places, check out my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. And one of the key things you want to do is get on my email list for my pilgrimages. That's the only way I announce them. So go to my website, find the pilgrimage page, and then request to be on my email list. And you can learn about my upcoming trips in the future years. Thanks for listening, and God bless.